Hi, this is Cable Brandon Sage, and you are listening to Cable Unplugged. Well, that's one episode in the books for Edge of Extension Season 38. And on the line, I have with me again, Julian, uh, to speak about the episode. Uh, what were your thoughts, Julian? Hello, Cable. Yes, um, good to be here again. And uh, I liked it, obviously. Um, there's a lot more to say than that. But all in all, I thought it was pretty solid. Um, it wasn't like a hugely memorable um, premiere. Uh, obviously, it was short and snappy. But, um, yeah, I liked it. I, I, I um, thought it was a good episode of Survivor. What about yourself? Yeah, I was. Um, I probably should say that we are recording this almost maybe 24 hours since it premiered in the United States. So I've seen a bit of stuff online as well, and I sort of have to agree it's a bit of a meh episode. Like, there were some good bits to it, um, but it, it wasn't sensational. It wasn't overly exciting. Uh, we got introduced to some new people. We got to see some returnees, obviously. Um, and But I kind of do like the first boot, and I like the Edge of Extinction part of it that we only saw uh, really faintly, which we'll talk about later. Um, but, yeah, I sort of felt it was, uh, in part, very anticlimactic. I think even just the marooning was didn't feel that exciting. Maybe we're... I think we've, yeah, I agree. Like it was pretty stock standard, wasn't it? Like seeing the marooning. And can I just mention too, like I know they have to be given some supplies and stuff, but I just felt like there was so much fruit and veg that they got given. Like do they always get that much like fruit and veg and just food? Uh, I don't know. Uh, like there was so much there. You know, it's funny because it's good that you brought that up because I don't, I feel like they don't or they you know, in, in a scenario normally like a, a, well, a, the standard marooning, they have uh, maybe not as much fruit or maybe there is that much fruit available to them, but there's other uh, like items that they go for with, it. you know, your machetes, your pots, um, you know, your fishing I just fishing felt like gear. it was at a farmer's market or something. <laughs> like there was just a, a colours, like colourful fruit everywhere. And um, like I know in recent seasons they've had it, a bit, but I, this time I was just like, wow. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't like to sound like a stickler because sometimes I waste food occasionally if I have to, and especially when you've got little kids at home, that does happen. But I kind of feel like there's a lot of fruit that goes into that ocean and yeah, doesn't really absolutely. Go, you see, doesn't go into the boats and sort of gets wasted and you sort of yeah. think, oh, really? I'd almost You see the aerial shot, like the aerial shot of just like the colourful fruit just like, bobbing around in the sea and it's just so yeah wow you do wonder um at least they didn't uh, on a side note kind of getting sidetracked with the talking about fruit and stuff but at least they didn't throw chicken i never really feel bad for the chook so um i don't think we saw that this time did we I, yeah i don't i think from memory now like they don't do that anymore and that might come back to Sia and um right that whole yeah she crawl. yeah the, she was an advocate for the chickens yeah i, I think she and Ty and a few other people maybe sort of spoke to producers and, and you know, not had a go at them or anything like that, but kind of said, yeah. oh, you know, maybe you can introduce the chickens later into the game as a reward, but having them on the boat, you know, sort of in that panic situation where everyone's throwing stuff is not a good... I just good thought, yeah, like, I just thought, like, not that I'm, like, um, into chickens, particularly like Kimmy Kappenberg or anything, but... I just thought, wow, yeah, that looks pretty full on for the for the chalk. But um, anyway, yeah, so 
it was a stock standard marooning though and a, and a pretty stock standard episode that said like i enjoyed it like i didn't think anything was boring i thought we saw good little bits but but nothing like it didn't have that that action packed sort of high, that big event feeling of a premiere it just sort of felt like it could have been a normal ish episode if that makes sense yeah like a, a, a an episode 2 or 3 yeah or it kind of like, did yeah, yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about, we spoke about it off air, but, um, there was talk about why this wasn't a longer episode. We, we do see generally in most seasons these days that they'll play the first episode will be, uh, you know, a 90 or a 60 minute episode across your know, 90 minute time slot or, or yeah. so, you know, something like that. So, um, I believe you were saying Jeff Probst may have, uh, yeah, he's got just, I've got, the tweet. I've got yeah. the tweet here. It's five hours ago. Uh, he says, question, I hear you wanting a longer premiere. Is that a shared desire? For example, if we had occasional two-hour episodes, would you watch? Or is two hours too long and too late for kids? Let me know. We listen. And I commented back to Probes. I was like, who cares about the kids? I was like, do a two-hour episode. They can watch it the <laughs> next day. But um, like... Well, so it's funny you say that because, I mean, in this day of, uh, you know, DVR obviously in the states is a big thing, but just streaming services here in in Australia, like we can watch the episode almost whenever we want. Um, and I just sort of think, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, I get, I don't know. Like he, he seems had... to really be appealing to the kids' um, probes, doesn't he? Like you see it in the finales where he always talks to the kids and. Um, he talks about, you know, they've been watching since they were a kid and one day you'll be on the show. And he's going for that big family thing, which is probably like part of the success of Survivor, to be honest. Like it, or families do sit down and all watch it together. So, yeah, like, um, but anyway, I mean, obviously, I think most people would be keen on a longer premiere. Um, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I feel like I'm sort of used to it. And I felt maybe that's why I felt a little bit underwhelmed about this episode in that, Maybe I, I was expecting just that little bit more, that extra 15, 20 minutes and yeah. seeing a few more characters and yeah. a few more, um, even just the strategy talk maybe leading into that first vote. I felt like there was a little bit, but not a hell of a lot, maybe because it was a pretty um, straightforward boot per se. Um, yeah. There was a few vote, different votes going out there as well. Um, but yeah, look, it's interesting what you say about Jeff. Like I, I probably take it for granted when Survivor started you know, 18 years ago, I would sit on the couch with mum and sometimes the dad would watch. Um, so it was kind of that family thing in the early days when Survivor was a huge, uh, just a huge thing worldwide. Yeah. Um, but for most part, I've pretty much watched Survivor by myself for, you know, 15 years. So I guess I don't think about the next generation coming through that are watching this show. Like there are some players out there that are quite young that have been watching it since they were little kids with their family. So mm. I guess I can see where Probst is coming from that he's, you know, just you know, getting everyone on board, I guess. And he knows the future of the show is um, families. and, and kids Yeah, I think he is trying to, in show. a way, by, by pitching towards families, he is trying to sort of shore up the next generation really of, of viewers and, um, and that's, yeah, that's important if he, uh, he's really wants the show to have a legacy and it already does, but you know, yeah. So anyway, um, I think, yeah, like normal premiere standards, I think it did feel short because we had had recently longer, even if it was just a two hour episode with two boots we've had, and that feels different as well. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, look, I liked what we got and, and we'll talk about Reem. Like, um, I think she was an entertaining first boot. Like, at least I, I was just going to say, like, has there been a, such an obvious, like, it, it's for, for ages, the first boot seems like a bit of a blind side, but like, this time she really just knew, like, um, she knew she was cactus. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I was actually thinking that too. I, I think I even maybe Rob and Stephen mentioned this as well. I, I remember hearing, or maybe I read on social media that people did say it was an interesting first boot. In that, generally speaking, a lot of first boots in recent times they still sort of, even though they the person might be an obvious choice, they still kind of hide the strategy talk or or what happens at tribal enough that you still don't know a hundred percent if that person's going home. Where it did feel like. It was flat out. They were telling us it was her going. Yeah. And that's why I thought that was the classic misdirected survivor because then I was thinking, oh, it's totally Wendy. Wendy's going. It's funny when the vote actually came, it wasn't as lopsided as um, – as uh, but I, I think I think they basically just did the um, – just split the vote in case there's an idol kind of thing. I think that was really um, why there were three votes on Wendy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like what did you think of Reem? Like she, she was cool, hey? I liked her. Yeah, I did like it, but um, I, I, I would love to go back to our little chat um, cast assessment because I feel like um, she wasn't someone that we had high hopes for. Because I, I can't. What, what, can you remember what you were thinking? Because yeah, I pretty much said that. Like, she looks like. Um, I'm just bringing it up here. What I I, I feel I, like I, we were saying that shooter. she's probably. Yeah, yeah, and she really was a straight shooter, and that's kind of why I liked her. Like, it didn't help her um, go w- well in the game. But you know what I liked about her cable? I liked that she didn't just like she was just like, "Well, this is who I am," and uh, I was old, and she kind of just didn't like back down. So she sort of knew, like, she's like, "Well, I'm not going to sort of beg," and that's not maybe good gameplay. But I liked that she sort of stayed true to like how she was, and she was kind of like didn't take shit in a way. And I thought she, they were maybe a bit unfair to her, but obviously she would have made some mistakes as well. And, oh, well, yeah. and look, we, we've got to admit too that um, while we love to um, hope that uh, they show a footage in the exact order things happen, we know that's not always the case. They Sometimes things are not necessarily in the right, uh, you know, the, the, the timeline is not exactly accurate. But I just, I actually found it interesting from her getting upset that she was put down as her name was thrown out and she got all offended. But it was like, well, hang on, but you were the one that actually threw out Callie and Lauren's name first and was pretty yeah. strong on that. And it was Keith that sort of dobbed you in or gave the heads up. And then as soon as your name came up, you get all upset as if, uh, you know, got really defensive. And I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're, you got to give it as well as you can take yeah, it. And that's and kind like, of what Wentworth said too, like in the, in the trial council. And that's where I think her flaw was. And I, I feel like, again, the way she handled that talk around the water well, where they were obviously talking strategy, I think she had to play it down and not be as forceful in. Yeah. She's a little bit aggressive. Thinking. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's definitely. What, and and I think people that rubs people the wrong way, especially early in the game. And I think while she seemed like pretty cool on on screen for us, and I, I did enjoy her as a character. Um, yeah, I think I she de- meant well, definitely. But I could tell she'd be the kind of person that would pro- probably rub me the wrong way if I was on her tribe as well. Um, yeah, um, it's tough whole- because I mean you can just see like, and I think we both said like she's 
early target. So I think that put her on the back foot from the beginning, um, as it so often does. And like, yeah, she's the older. She's not even old, but like she's older compared to everyone else, and she's the older lady, and that that's you know you're not valuable in challenges or seen as valuable in challenges. So yeah, it is, it's just, it was not a surprise, but um, the fact that she went to edge of extinction is a surprise. So we still get more room, which is good. Well, I mean, I think we spoke about this in the last episode as well, that I I would have been gobsmacked if she didn't um, take up the opportunity to go, go or any first brood. Um, and you know what? I think it, the show is so much better that she was the first one voted out as well. Like, I feel like yeah. her, her being the option. I think Wendy going, she still would have gone, but I don't know. Oh, I'm stoked like. it wasn't Wendy. Oh, I love Wendy. And uh, No, no, but I mean, even from uh, maybe a quitting point of view down the line, like, I kind of see if Wendy had gone to Extinction, I think she would have gone, but I think it may be... It might not have suited her. I could be wrong, but might not have suited her, you know, long-term staying there for so long, potentially. Yeah. And again, we don't know 100% how this edge of extension is going to work. Uh, so I, I kind of feel like Reem would really dig her heels in and really want revenge. And I reckon she's definitely a strong person that would she is a, stick I think the she distance. said in the episode, she's like, I'm a scrapper or I'm a scrappy. Yeah, um, something, something like that. So, I, I mean, we have to say too like how hard it would be to be the first person on edge of extinction island like you don't have anyone like to help you make fire you sort of don't have any company and you're going to be there the longest you know like so it's going to get easier i I, just from the virtue of having company and um other people to sort of help you build a shelter and you know more hands to do stuff i'm assume they're given rice there um, but that's probably it. So yeah, I think, yeah, like I think Probes has said that there are small amounts of rations. Uh, yes, there yeah. for obviously the person that goes there first. I'm not too sure moving forward and, and whether they still have to survive like they would on the, on the normal tribes with you know finding food and stuff like that. Um, but we probably could move on. But the one thing I did love about Extinction, um, yeah, what did you think of? Let's talk about that well, scene. Yeah, I, I loved it. It was only a short scene, but it was very cinematic and it was very um, – I actually thought of The Conjuring or, and, and those sort of horror movies where I, I liked it. You know, we, we've seen recently where in other seasons with Ghost Isle and a couple other ones or even when um, Jeremy went to get the idol in the middle of the night and uh, it's escaping me but last, last season someone had the same – Thing was that Davy went and got an idol, but there was you know there's that's late, right he had to go down the beach there's, yeah there's, yeah there's torches lit and, and you know you, you can sort of see a bit it's not complete darkness uh, Ghost Island was very you know all the urns and all these torches lit, lit and it's a big spectacle whereas this was like she got the one sole torch and that was pretty much the only light there was and again cinematically it looked amazing to see it this, did this darkness then the flickering of the light and then you see a little bit and more. her face like the shock on her face it looks actually scary like. I was watching it and I thought, oh, God, that would just be, like, absolutely pretty terrifying, to be honest, like, um, out there by yourself, so exposed, so dark. She's in pitch dark, basically. She got that torch. But, like, yeah, like, that's not for the faint-hearted. And I was just like, wow, like, yeah, it, it did feel, I don't know, it did feel, like, intense, yeah. Yeah, and, I, I, yeah, anyway, like, the... 
Yeah, I liked how it, there was a darkness, the flicker of the light, and you just got yeah. to see a little bit more. Then it went dark again, went and went light, and it was very, very almost horror movie esque how they did yeah. that. Whereas they couldn't, they didn't have to do that, but the way they did it like that just made it. And it was almost like just teasing us, just showing this us a quick couple of frames of what it looks like. Obviously, there looks like there's a little bit of a shelter or like an old um, something like to a windbreak or something like, like an old ship or something. Yeah, old, old shipwreck type thing, which I had seen another shot of, but this one looked a little bit more. Uh, yeah, it had good atmosphere. Yeah, and I think you're right because they did just cut like really short little. The way it was edited together, it was like flicker of light, dark, and then another her feet through the water of the sand, like getting out off the boat, like the water lapping and then another pitch black and then flicker of the torch. And the, the scary, um, the, the expression on her face was just like freaking out or she looked a bit terrified. It was, it was great. Yeah. All right. So the one thing that we haven't got to yet, which I think would have excited you the most was your winner pick Ron Clark. He actually found the secret advantage <laughs> on the marooning. I was stoked, yeah. Um, and like I know it's super early days, but I have a good feeling about Ron based on that, which I was like, sweet, he's got an advantage. But I do feel like um, seeing him actually now a bit more, I do feel like he, yeah, he's solid. Like I feel like he's going to be likable and um, we don't have that much to go on yet. But yeah, it's great that he's got a little bit of advantage. I would, if I was him, um, probably share it with my tribe to ingratiate myself a bit because it's got to be used by the third thing anyway. So, you know, like, um, or, or get someone in, maybe not the whole tribe, but if you can, um, I think you can steal a reward or something uh, as one of the options. Um, so on the menu, which it was something new that we saw, the uh, advantage menu cable. Yeah. So you think that's the best way for him to go? Possibly, but I, I guess it depends like... Um, what were the other ones? Can you remember? I'm trying to remember. Oh, now. so it was uh, still a reward. Yeah. Have immunity himself. So And he just says at the last immunity. minute, like, yeah, it's um, as they're voting. Then the other one was to have an extra vote. Yeah, okay. Well, probably the immunity's the best thing if he's in danger, but I don't know. Yeah, they might not go to tribal. So um, is he on... Yeah, he's on. Got Joe. I just think unless they do a switch, I just feel like Joe's just in, in himself helps his tribe win a team challenge so much. So I don't even see them going. So I would probably, if if I was him, I'd maybe steal a reward if they don't win it um, at the reward challenge. Yeah. Well, it's funny you bring up the point of them having Joe and maybe doing well in the challenges is because one of the things I know I said in the previous episode was the tribe that I think is probably the, the weak, not the weakest is probably not the right word, but don't, just don't give me any winner vibes was the tribe that actually went to tribal council tonight. Yeah. Um, okay. I think the other team does look, feel a bit more stacked than, uh, uh, oh, shit. what, what's the tribe name? Manu. Manu. Manu yeah. Manu. And then there's, um, yeah, I, I just don't think they, yeah, We'll get on the get on to that later, but I, yeah, I sort of there was a few things that played out that I think we talked about, and I had a feeling of, and it, it sort of went to plan. I couldn't have predicted it any better, really. Uh, just to give myself a pat on the back. Yeah, no, <laughs> and blow, I agree. I do blow agree my own that... trumpet, but I, I, yeah, I just yeah, um, 
Yeah, but um, yeah, I agree. But I do agree. I think is Manu. Manu's the tribe that went to tribal. Hey, yes, so I've got it right. Okay, yeah. yeah, I do feel like they're the weaker of the two tribes. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Like to see, yeah, if they're going to go again next week because I don't want them to switch up the tribes too early this season, but I'm sure that that's coming as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't want them to switch the tribes. I want them to almost the heroes and villains, let it play out a little bit longer. Um, yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if they, if say, for example, uh, Karma goes to tribal next, whether, you know, there was talk, talk about um, two of the boys got together, Gavin and... Eric, I think, wasn't Eric, it? The uh, firefighter, yeah. Yeah, and they were already talking about Aubrey as a first boot. Yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting if potentially, say, Aubrey goes next and then, or, or I guess it doesn't matter what the order was, and then obviously the preview for next week talked about Wentworth maybe going or being a, a target. Then I just wonder yep. if two of the two returnees go sort of bang, bang in the next couple of votes, whether that's Well, let's when... talk about the returnees because, yeah, I... Yep. I do feel like, um, I mean, we'll talk about them, I guess. We'll start with, with Aubrey. I do feel like she's in trouble. Um, and she's does just... That, but yeah. does that surprise you? Cause I no, feel, it doesn't surprise me at all, yeah. actually. Yeah, because I, rem- I remember thinking she's one of those ones that could be 50-50, that she could be... Obviously, she's a threat because socially she's good, but I just sort of still didn't think she can't, would come up that early. But Yeah, uh, like... Uh, you're either going to, this is the thing for the returnees. And unfortunately for the women as well, like, I mean, Wentworth looks like she can hold her own and stuff in challenges. She's pretty fit, but Aubrey, yeah. She just can't fall. Yeah, she can't fall. She had, that (laughs) was like, I was gritting my teeth. The the way she, her ankle just rolled off it. And then she just like did this, like she didn't even know she was falling until she just tumbled. It was just, yeah. I thought, um, lucky we didn't have, what's that? Courtney Moon, it yeah. reminded me a bit of that falling onto the thing, like, but yeah. obviously that was a lot higher. So I'm glad she's she's okay um, there because for a second I was like, oh, jeez. Um, but, yeah, look, I do think um, Aubrey is definitely in, in trouble because she's seen as, like, threatening because she is strategic. And I would probably do the same thing, to be honest. I'm not a big Aubrey fan, I don't think. Like, I like her enough, but I'm, I've seen her. I've seen her a lot, like, yeah. Um, and thoughts on David? David, um, I enjoyed his little, couple of little quips that he had this episode. Um, uh, he, yeah, there's not that much I've got to say. What do you think? No, well, I thought he was actually really good in the challenge. He was the first one to go across. and that That's actually, right, he was, yeah. Um, that was the only other thing. I think that's where they kind of lost, they lost the game um, in that portion where they couldn't get across and they couldn't untie the knots, whereas... Uh, the other tribe had, I think Joe went across first and Aubrey got across and one of the other players got across. So they had three yeah. people undoing, untying the uh, that pole that was there to flip the, flip the uh, oh, what's the word? The uh, beam. It sort yeah. of opened flip, it up yeah, to sorry. make it easier to cross. Yeah, open up yeah. the beam um, so people could run across. Um, the one thing I, I was actually really surprised with, and I know we don't see every little facet of the challenge and maybe not always super in order, but the one thing that sort of surprised me was, so David got across, but then Kelly, who you'd think be is, well, I would say one of the better female challenge performers in recent history. Yeah. 
maybe balance isn't her thing. And we saw her sort of, like you said, she sort of tumbled off awkward. She actually tumbled off quite awkwardly. But I felt like everyone, all these newbies that were going across were sort of struggling. And she was sort of holding back. And I was kind of like, why don't you just go across? You need to get this open and help David. Like, just do it. Like, Yeah, only... there was a bit of tentativeness, I thought. Um, and it was, I reckon that challenge was pretty close in the end. Like, I think they were really close on the puzzle. At least yeah. that's how it made it look. So I, I'm, I'm hoping um, we do see, I don't like, as much as I don't want to switch, I don't want one tribe to keep winning and sort of like, I, I'd like it to be pretty evenly matched yeah. and then um, that would be a good, yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if Kelly was trying to, you know, take a bit of a backseat and let, let the new kids do their first challenge and not feel like she was overbearing and, oh, I've done this before and whatever. Maybe I, I think that's probably what happened that, she didn't, want, she didn't want to be the alpha in, in the challenge and, and do too much and wanted to give everyone an opportunity. But having said that, sometimes you just got to go, hang on, people, you know, five or six people have fallen off. David needs help on this, untying the rope. The other tribes that in front of us at the moment, we need to. And she should have gone then. I think, yeah, I think she just went too late. And of course, she stacked anyway. But anyway, that's just a, a minor, minor. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit thing. worried for Kelly. Like, I, I don't think, I'm glad she wasn't newbies um not the newbies the returnees got voted out um first episode because i do love seeing wentworth again and um i did feel for a little bit she might have been in trouble but um yeah no it was it was pretty much um ream from that that showing us that scene of her uh with the clothes what do you what are your thoughts on that is that a big deal what she did there uh, well in context I, I don't think it is but i think I think what I took away from it was she wasn't telling the people she was moving the clothes. So yeah, that yeah, was obviously absolutely. the thing. So people going to the tree or wherever they hung their shirt or their pants and going, oh, where's my stuff? Like, that's weird. Yeah. And I think that would be a bit frustrating. I think I know if someone's gone away and they're looking for an idol or carrying firewood and you're just trying to help them out. I like that she was trying to help the tribe and it's one of those motherly things that she was probably doing that she doesn't want to. I don't think she wanted to put herself out as the mother type, but that's kind of something you would probably do as a mother more so than any other type of uh, person or char- character trait. But um, I agree. I think she might've come up with a great idea. Maybe the clothes were getting drier on the hot sand and the sun, but you still have to tell people like to say, I li- just yeah, to let you know. It looked like she just like, yeah, she kept doing it too. I think it wasn't like, um, but again, she sort of raised the point like, in trouble, people could have just said to her. Um, but again, she didn't have the, the, the best self-awareness, I suppose. And like, she was that sort of brash, sort of outspoken. She had a bit of outspokenness to her. So yeah, it's not a surprise, like we said before that she went. So anyway, more rain to come. And hopefully, hopefully she's a, um, yeah, she, I thought she was an enjoyable character. And so it's good that we haven't said completely goodbye to her. Yeah. Um, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Wendy. Wendy, yeah, that was um, look, she she's um, a fa- early favourite already, and um, I didn't realise preseason that she had Tourette's. Was that something that they? No. they... Oh, well, not no, not that okay. I'm aware of. No. Yeah, so that was a surprise, but I thought it's yeah, I thought that was kind of cute to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, look, I was glad that she stayed around, but I, I did even with the Tourette's thing. I sort of thought to myself. While it's important in the story to sort of let us know maybe why she's got those little ticks and stuff like that, uh, and again, that's a good character um, 
or a very human thing uh, to have in the show. Yeah. I sort of thought, I, I remember leaning over to my wife and going, ah, oh, she's the first boob. Because I just sort of thought sometimes when they focus on some of those things. Uh, yes. I sort of, I, yeah, I yeah. sort of thought maybe that's something that's going to get her in trouble or people will misunderstand later as well. And, and, and like I said, she's got the blue hair. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think... She's sort of it, it's a point of difference, and then she's been uh, Mexican, Mexican, Mexican. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I'm not a hundred. I think no. That's that was Lisa. That was yeah. Puerto Rican. Um, yeah, I'm not. 100% but like we sure. we said in our um uh, previous episode, uh, I think unfortunately, again, it's not. I don't think it's a racist thing. I think it's just a subconscious thing, and also sometimes that slight language barrier. Um, I, I yeah. just think, uh, you know, she's probably while you and me both would love to see her on the screen more. And I feel like out there in the social media world, I think she's got a lot of fans. So I think there's a lot of people that want to see her around longer, but I think there's also that admission that she's probably not. Someone. She's definitely in trouble. Like, yeah. And she didn't really do herself any favors by kind of um, digging her heels in. Cause I thought she was going to go when war dog was like, yeah. Or do, oh, would you, do you want to talk about that as well? Because that it's interesting you bring that up as well because I was surprised too by that because I can understand her being supportive of Reem, but it gets to a point where if the writing's on the wall, why are you gonna? If you yeah, like I know she wasn't a huge super fan before the show. I think her boyfriend or her husband or her partner uh, was a huge Survivor fan, so she's gone back and she's watched most of the seasons or all of the seasons. So she's a relatively new convert to the show, but. Surely she should have known at that point, especially talking to David as well and War Dog, bringing up Kelly as a returnee is probably not a great idea. Um, maybe just go for Lauren as your option, but also say you support Reem, but then just go with the flow and don't just be part of the group. Don't, you know, try and fight it. Uh, yeah, exactly. I feel like she could have just said, oh, I don't really want to vote for her. And then just left it at that or something if she had to. But yeah, like um, I don't know. Well, she yeah, put, I was really worried like I said, she her. put Wardog then put the target on her because it's true. She sounded, she did sound stubborn, and and that's what. And he it's said. like he he said he's like, oh look, going forward, I don't know if I can sort of work with someone like that. Mm. Um, you know, like, and that's a fair point in a way. Um, what were your thoughts on Wardog? Did you? Yeah, I thought. It, did you like I was, him? I was interested to see how he was going to go again. Look, obviously it's still early days, but I think it, it it boded well that he was part of that group discussion uh, moving forward in that when Keith came with the information uh, and yep. then he goes, oh, no worries, I'll go talk to Wendy and just, you know, feel her out a bit. And then obviously him and David went. And then so there's obviously a trust there with him and David. And then obviously when he yep. said, look, to Wendy, I'll look, can me and David speak for a couple of minutes? And, that, you know, so... There's definitely something there where at least he's got a foot in the door and he's he's respected. So that's definitely good for his game. Uh, and I think the other interesting point was Keith out of all this whole sort of, I guess, scenario. I was just about to bring him up, yeah. Um, because it did look like, again, you know, the couple of people that we thought might not do so well, the three of them were all in the water and that was yeah. such a, a weird thing for them to be helping, teaching him how to swim. Yet. That was a great scene, it, actually. It, yeah. Again, a great human moment, but it's it's just weird how, um, and maybe it just happened to be just a coincidence that it was the three that were sort of maybe already on the outs or people were f- not feeling great about that they happened to be in the water and then the other uh, other six were up 
actually at the shelter and then they started discussing, well, we'll, we'll stick together and it's one of those three kind of things. So, um, but then, you know, Keith's probably in the minority and then all of a sudden he doesn't necessarily like the plan that uh, Reem is trying to force down Rick in his throat and uh, he, you know, puts himself in such a trustworthy and good position by going back and giving that information to the majority. Yeah, he was like, you know, if I'm with these three, I'm, you know, not going to get that far. So, yeah, he, he was quite smart. I think that was um, a really good... Yeah, manoeuvre. Um, it could have backfired as well, but I think it's a risk that he sort of had to take in a way. So, yeah, good on your case. But um, I'm still, yeah, he's not out of the woods. He's definitely vulnerable. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think Do you think Kelly's going to be vulnerable? Or are they, uh, what about Kelly and David? Do you think they're in trouble or are they? Um. I didn't feel like there was anything negative directed towards David, but the fact that Callie's name's already been mentioned and her and Lauren as a power couple, which again was another yeah. weird thing to me. I, I sort of felt that it's still early days. Wendy's saying the power couple, like it was boss and Robin Amber, like, like settle down. Like there's going to be yeah. people that you gravitate towards too. And I'm sure again, we know, you know, there's 72 hours worth of footage and we only see, you know, 40, 42 minutes. Um, so I, I'm sure Lauren's just a super fan of Wentworth too. So for her, it's an easy sort of alliance or, or it's a, buddy, it's Yeah, buddy. they're the same. Young, young girls, like similar interests, it's, it's normal. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I didn't, to me, that doesn't ring alarm bells. And again, I'm not there, but I, I just feel like if I was in, in the War Dogs sort of shoes or even David's shoes, I just, I look at that and if someone came to me, oh, they're a danger, oh, they're a, they're really tight. They're a power couple. I just, they don't sort of intimidate me too much. Yeah. It doesn't really hold that much weight at this point at all. And it, um, it doesn't. And I just think still when you've got so many numbers, I think power couples still are an interesting sort of topic. Yeah. There's, there's um still a lot of people in the game. So even if they were really tight, it's still only two people. And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And if they keep, there's a lot of couples and if they still, you know, sort of a couple of days down the track again, they're still, you know, there's something shifty going on and they're not really telling everything to the group and, and they look like, you know, they're always going away or they might have an idol. Then that's when you might say, Oh, hang on there. Maybe that we should take one out and sort of take the power away. But I, I, I thought it was just a bit almost like paranoia from Wendy. I thought, you know, it's, just relax. It's the first three days. Um, there's going to be people like I, Wendy's got to look, think about it from the point of view that if one of her favorites came out, say say her favorite was poverty, and then of course she's probably going to latch onto that. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, well, but it doesn't mean necessarily you're a power couple. You're just spending a bit more time. Together. No, I I I I do feel like Wentworth and David are going to stay around a bit long. I do feel like Aubrey, I mean, we haven't seen jack shit really, but I do feel like Aubrey's the most likely um, to go if that tribe goes to tribal council. But um, yeah, I think Wendy Wendy and Keith are still going to be the next targets. It's, it's a bit predictable sounding, but I do see um, them being in danger because they're like, even though Keith sort of did well to maybe ingratiate himself, I still feel like yeah, he's just different, you know, like it, it sucks, but it, it's the whole minority thing again. It's like, yeah, they, and he's pretty young too. I don't think he's super athletic. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, 
anyway. Speaking about Keith and I guess other returnees and maybe their prospects, we did have a question from I think one of our listeners called Chris. Oh, how so, exciting! Yeah, no, exciting. Uh, so Chris Dixon asks, uh, "I really like Keith in the episode. Do you think he's long for this game?" I don't like to be blunt. Um, he seems too nice and he seems too naive a little bit. Like he said, he um, he misses his mum. Like oh, that was bad. That was bad for me. Um, it was kind of cool. I liked how Reem was like, "I'll be." I'll be support, yeah, but I'll I'll also tell you if you need to toughen up a bit or, um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems too much of a nice boy sort of thing, if that makes sense. Like, um, whereas one person who did surprise me, uh, sorry, what what were your thoughts on Keith before? No, I no, talk I, about I agree. I, I sort of thought again. I feel like he's a, a young kid, maybe a little bit naive, but maybe still a bit more mature for his age than maybe the not a bit like a Michael Yerger, um yeah, um, that he's a a smart kid, and maybe the strategy like he did seem likable though. Yeah. I do did think he seemed likable. I, yeah. I feel like he's the kind of kid that could sit down in the shelter with someone and talk the strategy and or do the numbers and do the math a bit like a Spencer. I think he he's capable of that, but I still think going back to what I said in the last episode, I think the fact that he doesn't have pretty much any outdoors experience and a lot of the stuff that he does is whether it's reading books or playing video games, it's a lot of yeah. indoor activities and he and he can't really swim and who knows whether yeah. there's going to be a lot of swimming challenges this, this season because we do know sometimes at Fiji, depending on the season and, and when it's filmed, depending on, uh, I guess, the different currents and, and the conditions of the water and the weather, that sometimes there's yeah. lesser amounts of water challenge. But I, I just still think, that's going to just break him down so much quicker than anybody else. I feel like he's the one that will really struggle if they get like they did last season, like, you know, seven days of pouring rain. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't get it. And, and like you said, the re- and I don't think he'll stick around on, on the extinction <sighs> Island perhaps for the same sort of reasons. And, but, and um, like you said, the red flag was missing his mom. But I guess people probably say that and it's sort of out of yeah, context. It, was, it, it probably sounds worse than it actually is, but, Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's interesting. Um, but one person that did surprise me and who pre-season I, I didn't like at all, I thought he was straight 180 and boring. And, like, there's not much to go on, but I thought Gavin yes. um, was impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Gavin too. And, and again, that surprised me. Um, I, I'm with you. I sort of – he was not someone that jumped out as being um, – well, you know, you, I always have a respect for the super fans that have loved the show pretty much from day one and, and stuck with it. Um, but, yeah, I was sort of thinking he's going to be maybe too much of a super fan or go out really early and, and, and go too hard early and, and be looked at as the dodgy kid that's looking for idols, all that sort of stuff. And it's so, good. He, we saw him and um, Eric bonding and that was um, – I think they told that story for a reason. Um, who knows, like, if it's going to go anything with Aubrey, but they were definitely bonding and having good chats. So I, I think he's likeable. He's got that southern thing going on. I think that – that um, he just seems like really easygoing as well, and um, like yeah, always happy. So that's a good thing in Survivor. Good, good vibes from him. So yeah, yeah. Anyone else that you? Well, I was just going to say from the episode, Chris actually had a second part to the question, or a, a second okay. question. So we'll just quickly. I know we've sort of touched on it already, but uh, which returning player is in the most jeopardy to get voted out? And I think you've you. Yeah. So you're saying Aubrey? 
Yeah, yeah. I would if I was playing. I can kind of think about it from that perspective. Like, she just, yeah, yeah, she's just dangerous. Um, Yeah, I'd probably, I think her and Wentworth are probably on 50-50. Look, it's always a bit of luck in which tribe goes to tribal first and all that sort of stuff. But I think if you go by what was said in the episode, I mean, obviously, Aubrey's the most in danger because that was talked about. There was an actual discussion we saw. Uh, Wentworth, we kind of got that only because of Reem sort of threw both names out. Whether they were ever going to really target Kelly was is sort of debatable. Uh, but obviously, the question in the you know next week's episode where David's asked about it and saying he's willing to bait out Wentworth again. That, that's my question for that, you. Do you think that's that could be just a wise? Oh no, I don't think it is. No. I don't think that's... Yeah, I was going to say, should the returnees turn on each other? Uh, no, I could see the logic in it. Um, but again, it's so situational, isn't it, Survivor? Like, from season to season, and it can depend even on the numbers. You have to, like, yeah, it just, you have to go where the tide takes yeah, you a bit. But I just think with these sort of seasons, you know, again, going back to your favourite season, Guatemala. Um, oh, yeah. I love a good insertion of Guatemala references. But, you know... Bobby, John, and Steph were sort of really up against it because they were just they were just the one. But they hopefully yeah. you know brought to, and then obviously we see that again in Redemption Island, South Pacific, where it was the one that came back. We had Philippines where there was the three tribes with one returnee. So it has worked where some players have gone pretty deep. But I still feel like when you've got the advantage of having two, I think you still have to shield each other, and I think. David would be silly to take her out straight away. Hypothetically speaking, if that really is on the cards next week, I yeah, I just don't think that's the smartest because I think also Kelly is very strong in the challenge. If you want to win challenges, I don't think you'd be getting rid of her from that point yeah. of view. But I just think if David needs that shield just in front of him, where I think he if, say if he goes along with hypothetically Kelly goes next week, David while he, he might have a different relationship to everyone in the tribe compared to Kelly and might be more likable, he all of a sudden is the last returnee. And that's, that's still a target in itself. So I just don't know why you'd take out. Um, and because, like I said, like, the thing that we never know is when there's going to be a, a swap or a, a you know, tribe switch up. So all of a sudden, he could be in a good position in his tribe. They get rid of Wentworth, but then he gets mixed up and he gets put on a tribe with, say, like, Eric and Gavin, who are not really interested in returnees, and then he's yeah. Out. So, um, yeah, I I, I I agree. They're better to sort of stick together. I think. Well, I think. I think for as long as possible until maybe they can't trust each other. But I, I know Kelly's known for being sneaky, sneaky, and she was very good at pretty much keeping her idols to herself in Cambodia. But I feel like, I feel like she would this time share that with David, or at least they'd work together. Yeah, at this point of the game, yeah, like um, it does make yeah, it just does make more sense for them to really stick together and try and just target someone else. Like I think there'll come a point where I don't think any of the returnees really trust anyone else. Like I don't see them making final three deals with any of the other returnees. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Um, but at this stage of the game, yes, I think they need to stick together. But I think they're pretty mostly pretty safe anyway. To be honest, like. Um, yeah, there's other people who we saw like Wendy and Keith that are even other people, even Rick, Rick, um, seemed like he was safe, but I thought he might be a target too. 
but um, he was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess to go the other way, who Joe, Joe has to be the safest, surely, out of the four. Definitely, yeah. And I was going to say yeah. we didn't really talk about him too much, but um, I found, I did find it funny that you know Joey or Joe said he was going to tone down the Joey amazing, but yet yet sort of was building the shelter, started the fire in like it seemed like thirty seconds. Yeah, doing all this great up. stuff, and and he was like obviously well liked in the tribe. People love having me around, and and he's great. And again, in challenges, he was the one that got up the rope and rang the bell, and sort of did a lot of the majority of the challenge as well. So, um, look, you know what? Like Rob, he's Rob Sestanino's winner. Yes, and um, and I think and so, I, I thought that was outrageous, but now at at first I thought it was outrageous. Now I'm like, it's actually a pretty solid pick given this season that. Um, you can get back into the game. He'll be fine living on Extinction Island if he has to. I'm not saying I like it or I think it's fair, but we don't know how it's exactly going to play out. But if he gets a chance to get back into the game, he'll totally just be able to like win out like the challenges and get immunity in each each one. I, I really do see that being possible if if he gets back in the game. Um, and then, and we have seen in previous seasons too, like. It seems to be when there's returnees, they always kind of win. Like you saw Cochrane in Caramon, you saw Tyson. I mean, I know there was a lot of returnees, so obviously the chances of a returnee winning were going to be higher on both those seasons. But it does tend to favour like them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, no. yeah, I feel like they do well. Yeah, returnees. So yeah, I um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, isn't it? Um, yeah. Any sort of final thoughts? Uh, not really. I, I thought, like, again, like, the, the episode was pretty good. We didn't get heat. I liked um, – I'm just on Twitter now. and um, I liked the aerial shot. You know how Jeff does that? 39 days. Um, it's running out of ideas, I think, for that. But this one was quite cool how he was in that big green sort of – Oh, the island and went straight up the, the drone, the drone yeah, shot. Yeah, it was a cool shot. I mean, I always love that. So that's just something I wanted to say. Um, yeah, the advantage menu we've spoken about. Um, loved the tribal council set. Yeah, actually, that, that, that was pretty yeah, epic. Yeah, that, that was definitely well done. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought it was a pretty solid episode. We've said that already. But, um, yeah, I can't wait to see more of the Edge of Extinction Island. I'm really happy for that twist now. Like, I, I don't know if it's uh, how it's going to play out, but I think um, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to get interesting as more people. It'll be like a third tribe without having a third tribe. That's why I don't want them to go to three I, tribes. I, yeah, I, I just could not see them going to three tribes if they're going to play out um, or show us more stuff that's happening at uh, extinction. Um, yeah, is it just me? Is that is that feeling like that will be like a a visual version of the Outcast twist? Like we. Sorry, say that so, again. Like. Could this be like the outcast twist? But obviously at the time we didn't know there was an outcast twist. We didn't know that players were getting stored somewhere else and still on yeah. light rations, all that sort of stuff. And then we got the jaw-dropping um, episode where they obviously came back and, and fought their way. That's to- kind of how, for some reason, I see it. And I don't know why I think this, but um, I think I spoke about this in our podcast last week when we did the cast assessment. I somehow see them when it is time to enter the game, like not just one person winning a duel um, or a challenge and getting in. I see like a few of them 
being able to get in. And I don't even know if they've said that they'll get back in to the game with a, a challenge. It might just be like, if you can last this long, then you'll all go back in or some of you will, who knows? But yeah, I don't see it just being one, one person. I see it being a few. Oh, okay. That's it. That's interesting. Because I, Which will be good. that's the other thing I was trying to work out that say, like you said, hypothetically speaking, someone like Joey Amazing would stick it out. I can totally see that. So imagine yeah. he gets voted out next week. So him and Reem are there and then other people slowly join them every couple of days. And then they get to the point of the game, whether it's the start of the merge or mid-merge or, or somewhere along the line, we've got no idea. At some point, they've got to have a chance to come back in the game. But how does that actually work? So... Yeah. Is that how they decide that? Say, 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 potentially some people quit along the way, but say there's at least five of them still at extinction. How how do we see them coming back in? I mean, we could almost do a, a, an episode just on that because it's the great what if. I mean, at what point do you think it's fair? There's so little we know about it. Yeah, yeah. and it is, and I'm excited for it. But then when I talk about this scenario, and it's not really fair if someone gets back into the game. Like so, like if you get voted out, like, and then you get to get back in and you win the season, like, is that right? You know, like that's what, and that's how I see Joe winning this season, and that's why I think he's actually not a bad winner pick from Sestanino because, yeah, like I do think he'll get voted out when they get a chance around merge time yeah. because, well, uh, yeah, he's too much well, of a threat, but then he'll get back in, and it's funny you say that because. It'd be interesting, like, Ozzy obviously did really well in South Pacific and he he's told everyone to vote him so he'd go out and he could knock out a few people there. But that's a huge, risky, bold move. But if he got yes. to the end, I think, you know, you feel like I've heard enough interviews that people say, well, if he had got to the end, he probably would have won. People would have voted for him. But I always find that interesting. I guess he, he decided to do that himself. It wasn't like he was unwanted and he got voted out. Um but I just wonder, you know, you look at Lil came second in uh, Pearl Island, so she was famously the first, I guess, outcast. She gets back in the game, uh, and I don't think anyone would have really wanted her to win. Um, yeah. So, again, that's an, a, a, another what if. Like, if history was rewritten and she actually won, like, would people look down at that season? Would that have an asterisk kind of almost next to her name that people will say, oh, hang on, she was voted out? on, you know, whatever it was, day nine or, what, you know, whenever she went. So, and then even uh, in the Australian version, uh, Tara Pitt actually got voted out. And then yes, that's she right. kind of, not outcast twist, but I guess a twist where they could get back into the game. She joined another tribe and that a lot of luck went her way. And then in the end she was standing and she, she, she obviously didn't win, but she didn't lose by a lot either. Um, and the funny thing I thought about that season, I know we're getting a little bit sidetracked, but, there was no mention in that final tribal that she got a second life in the game. I'm sure that was edited out, but um, I don't know. I just, I can't imagine myself being on a jury where someone that's been voted out of a game, especially when you don't know the twist is that they could come back. Um, yeah. That they could come back. And if they get to a position where they win, I, I just can't see how people would vote for that person. Yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's just getting Survivor is just getting so many wrinkles in it nowadays. Like we saw with Ben Drebergen winning that fire. Um, did he, I can't even remember, but that that was contentious too. You know, like oh, very contentious. I mean, it's yeah, funny because so, there was a part, a little part of me was really wrapped because he was my winner pick anyway. But 
I kind of got to a point where I liked Ben and I liked um, Chrissy, but it got to a point where I think, I don't know, I kind of feel like Ben, I know it happened, probably happens because he was, became on the out, so he wanted to, you know, not rub it in their face, but I felt like he got a little bit arrogant or cocky at some point. I kind yeah, of... he, his win didn't really sit well with me and I, I actually didn't enjoy some aspects of his personality. Um, I know he was on the bottom and you do kind of get a bit, you know, defensive and angry at everyone at the world from that when you're on the bottom for so long. But yeah, like I didn't like how he just, it seemed to me, um, this is a whole other can of worms, but it seemed to me that there were twists that were in his favour. Oh, absolutely. Including just planting idols. Like he was willing to search for them, blah, blah, blah. But his win is, I got an asterisk for me and it always will because of the fire. Yeah. Um, making twist and, and like yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing too like I just sort of thought you know I became a bit of a Chrissy fan and I just felt like she did more was that fraction more deserving but yeah it's definitely but yeah. again also the game rewards you know the big moves and all, all the you know the fact that he can show off and do a, uh, you know hit the immunity the item. game kind of rewards well the jury rewards but but yeah like yeah I think we're opening another can of moves <laughs> Yeah, uh, but that, that's funny that we get onto that because this is what I don't want. I guess it, we got onto that tangent because we don't want to see the season go like this, um, yeah, with any asterisks. We want to feel good about the win. And you always want that, well, don't you? But... Put it this way, I, I'm, I'm not anything against Joe Amazing, but I wouldn't want him or whoever's at Edge of Extension to come in back into the game at like final six or final five. I think that would be Yeah, I think that is too late. I agree. And... um. Um, Rob and Stephen were talking about that too. So, yeah, so much to um, still unpack uh, with that. And, yeah, Actually, it's going to be interesting. I, I got, I I got my last it. little rant. So you did, you, yes, did say, please yeah, rant. you did say that Rob picked um, Joe Amazing and because maybe because the I guess the, the twist might suit him better than others um, or he just, he's got a better shot. And, the, again, this is not against Joe, but I feel like if he wins, if I hear... If people don't say he was handed a check for a million dollars on a silver plate, I'll get really pissed off because I feel like that's the thing that's always criticised about Boston Rob winning Redemption Island. That was, yeah. That he was just handed a million bucks. It's still a lot of work, 39 days, and you still got to navigate all the people. I don't, I've always hated – I think the twist does help the returnees from that point of view, but I don't like that, you know, the people – oh, he was just – oh, they loved Boston Rob so much he was a handed a million dollars. Well – I don't agree with that, but I know that's a common thing out there in the uh, Survivor uh, fandom. And I just think, well, if J- Joey ends up benefit- benefiting from uh, this sort of twist and winning, then the same thing should be applied to him. It's yeah. as simple as that. Like, if you get, you can't say that about Boston Rob and then not. Um, yeah, you've got to be consistent if you're going to sort of have that. that yeah, I agree. Anyway. I yeah, good to chat. I think um, that's it. I think we've run over our, yeah. our, a lot of time that we were talking about. So um, yeah, we've we've covered it pretty well. Like, there's not that much else in in that short episode. And um, yeah, like looking forward to seeing how Reem goes. Oh, really, actually, no, um, that's what I'm most looking forward to. Maybe I should read my notes a bit better. Last question. Yeah. Last question to you before we go. Who who yes. who did you think was the best player in the episode? Um, I, I like. You could be tempted to say Keith, but I don't think that was that great. Like, it was good, but, 
yeah, I, I like Gavin. Like, he didn't do anything, but he just got onto the... He didn't do anything, so why am I picking it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked Gavin, and I can't bring up heaps of examples because um, there's not. That's that's a fair pick, though, if you've, especially if you don't pick, have yeah. high expectations of someone, then they sort of surprise. Yeah, yeah, he really impressed me um, just because I think he's going to be really... Uh, likeable yeah. and um, th- yeah, can already see him forming alliances, which we didn't really see that many people forming alliances. Obviously, like, but I do feel like, yep, he's in an alliance with um, was it Chris? No, it was Eric. Eric I get yeah. them mixed up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a fun, it's a funny question because I know obviously most podcasts have their version of Player of the Week and all that sort of stuff, and um, I always sometimes think the first episode is a bit of a hard one depending on what happens or what doesn't happen and you've got so many characters and you just see generally little snippets of everyone. It's very hard to get a good yeah. good gauge on um, who's best. But I sort of – I felt like maybe because I didn't think too much of him, I thought the war dog just positioning himself, you know, he didn't do much per se, but him putting – already being in the majority but then going, you know, when there was the issue with Wendy and Reem, he wanted to feel her out. He goes, don't worry, I'll go talk to her and, and you know, sort of – put that on himself to sort of take a bit of leadership that way and go and, yeah. go and fill her out a bit. Um, so, and, and just being in the, looking like he was in a good position with David, I think that was definitely a good one. And I, I have to say, Joey, like whether it was good gameplay or not, I think people look up to him. I think he was, I felt like it was good that he did look like he was trying to take a bit of a backseat and let people learn and do stuff themselves. But then yeah. he was also willing to be there to support them or answer the questions or just, you know, start the fire and just get the ball rolling for the tribe. So, and obviously he dominated that challenge enough that got them the win. So they avoid tribal council. So I think you kind of have to sort of say Joey, even though he's probably got the advantage of obviously this is his third time out. So yeah, no, good picks. They're both fair picks. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, all right. Well, good to chat. Cable. No, no. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. I know, uh, these are going to be hopefully weekly, but we'll see what we can do. I know your schedule is pretty hectic and mine's pretty hectic. So, yeah, we try and get them out when we can, definitely, or whoever um, is available. But, yeah, yeah, look look forward to chatting throughout the season with you. Absolutely. Thanks, Julian. All right. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us again, super fans. That was episode one of Edge of Extinction. And hopefully we'll be back for episode two if there's enough people that want to listen to it. Uh, like we touched on right at the end of that podcast, me and Julian both have fairly hectic uh, schedules that aren't necessarily uh, conducive to having a set routine for these podcasts. So we'll try and get together and chat about the episode as soon as it's aired or around about that sort of 24-hour mark and try and have it up ASAP for you to listen to 